Hi, everybody. This is Mikey D. Welcome to my stoop. There once was a small American town, and although it sat in the forgotten corner of a giant city, it was much like any other small community around America. Everyone knew everyone else's name and everyone's business. Instead of a stream or a brook, we had the fire hydrant. We didn't have farmer's markets, but we did have a well-stocked bodega. And rather than sitting on the front porch to watch the little world fall by, we sat on our stoops. It seems like an ancient time, like it was some lost city. It was like I had watched it all from the stoops of Atlantis. So it's Halloween. There's something about the dark and creepy that touches something in the souls of all of us. I find the nicer the person, the more compassionate, friendly, and kind they are, the more likely they love Halloween and the dark and the macabre. Years ago, I did a documentary about the Chillicon Convention in Jersey, a three-day fest of blood, gore, and disgusting horror. And, And you know what? These are some of the nicest folk you'll ever meet. But the love of the dark, that attraction to the devious side of the human soul, cannot be limited to the single 24-hour period of October 31st. No. Kids kids pick up on that twisted strand of DNA in the human genome early. You want to make a kid happy? Scare them with some good, goofy Halloween fun. They eat it up. Back in those stoops of Atlantis days, we thought long and hard for ways to get that bone-chilling thrill. It's funny because I grew up in a neighborhood where there were some real scares, true horror, life and death moments where sociopaths ran wild with bullets and blades. See, those kinds of fears are not what I mean. That's a sickness, a disease of the human condition. The scares I mean are born from the imagination. They are the trick or treats of our being. They make life a bit spicier and tasty. Bloody merry morning, baby Left me without warning sometime in the night So I'm flying down to Houston With forgetting her the nature of my flight As we taxi toward the runway With a smog and haze reminding me of how I feel Just a country boy who's learning That the pitfalls of the city are extremely real all the nightlife and the parties, temptation and deceit, the order of the day. Well, it's a bloody merry morning cause I'm leaving baby somewhere in L.A. As I heard from many of yours on the Stoops of Atlanta's Facebook page, the conjuring of the undead or evil spirits was as popular as yo-yos as kids. In grade school, our evil entity of choice was Mary Wyler. I think most people referred to her as Bloody Mary, but but somehow the kids of Holy Rosary, somehow, I don't know, we got her last name. I don't know how we found that out. But in actuality, Bloody Mary is a reference to Mary Tudor, Queen Mary I, a twisted puppy who ruled England in the 1500s. The game was played best alone. You would go into the bathroom, lights off, of course, and look into the mirror. Then you would speak her name ten times. Mary Wyler. Mary Wyler, Mary Wyler. And then, within the depths of that looking glass, slightly illuminated by the slit of light seeping under the door, 
the horrid visage of Mary would dance into form, and with a gut-wrenching scream would reveal a full mouth of bloody fangs, wherein you would run from the bathroom sweating buckets at heart racing like a NASCAR driver. Or maybe not. <laughs> See, the girls in my class would always do this in groups. I guess it's genetic, because girls and later on women will often travel to the potty in pairs or more, and I recall the screams as they came rushing wide-eyed from the girls' room. Then there was Howard and John, who went in solo, and maybe lasted for two or three Mary Wilers before their high-pitched screams filled the halls of Holy Rosary. For me, it was always a little disappointing. See, I loved this stuff, and I believed in ghosts, spirits, ETs, etc. I still do, and I really wanted to see the ghostly face in the mirror. But I always ended up rushing from the room doing my best scared act, and saying something like, Yeah, yeah, I think I, think I saw her. I never did. Maybe I'll give it a try right now. Hi, I'm Kip Parker. And I'm Charlie Parker. And we're the, the Parker, Parker Brothers. Brothers. Hey, Charlie, what's missing from our game catalog? I don't know, Kip, tell me. Well, you can't talk to the dead. You sure as hell can. Well, inside the package comes a flat board with all the letters of the alphabet, numbers from zero to nine, and a yes-no written out by itself. Well, that sounds like a lot of stuff going on. It's got a lot of stuff going on indeed, Charlie. It also comes with this planchette which hovers over the letters the dead are trying to tell you. Well, how does that work, Chip? Well, you ask the question, and then the dead move your hands in the direction of the answers. Parker Brothers sold the talking board, better known as the Ouija board. It was brought to the public by a guy named Elijah Bond on July 1st, 1890. It was basically just a parlor game and, you know, just used to ask questions. But a spiritualist named Pearl Curran was the one who claimed the board was able to contact the dead. That, of course, sent the, you know, uber-religious types flipping out that this board was dangerous and could lead to possession. <laughs> you mean like reality TV and smartphones? These things have a way of taking on a life of their own. And I remember my sister Donna and her friends, Denise and Christine, would hold seances using a Ouija board. Or is it Ouija board? I never did get that right. It's spelled Ouija. I say Ouija. Anyway, I was there at least once during one of these seances, and I think this time it actually worked. The lights were low, candle flickering. Donna's fingers were on that plastic triangle thingy that's called a planchette. The question was sent out into the ether. It's probably something like, Is the spirit of Jim Morrison close? Slowly, centimeter by centimeter, the planchette slid on ghostly wind to the upper left-hand corner of the board where the word yes was printed. There were gasps. The Wizard King was close. Light my fire. There needed to be a follow-up question. Ghostly Jim, will you show us a sign you are here? And before the planchette had a chance to blink, the lights did, on and off. There were screams, and I think the loudest were from my five-year-old lungs. We were frozen. Were the opening chords of that song The End filled the air like creepy mist? No, there was just laughter. Christine's brother, who was downstairs, manning the supernatural uh, light switch, actually. We laughed, and it was fun. This is the end, beautiful friend. This is the end, my yeah, it was fun. Repeat that. Fun. But, you know, can people really summon demons, angels, and the dead with a sheet of printed wood made by the same company that made Monopoly, Clue, and Sorry? Sorry, I don't think so. That takes a bit more esoteric knowledge and the ability to speak Latin backwards. 
Like I said, it wasn't only on Halloween when we sought the scares. My sisters and I would make our own haunted houses, transforming our bedroom or even the hallway with Chris and Jen into our own walk-through fright palace. All it took was a tape recorder or, or a scary record, some sheets to make ghosts, a few rubber insects, and, and bam, we had fun way to pass the time on a Saturday morning 12 months a year. And then when my buddy Joe heard about this, well, well, we came up with our own terrifying tradition. It was called simply the ghost. And we would summon the spirit in my backyard on dull summer nights. And we did not need an eye of nude or blood of gold or even speak Latin or pig Latin for that matter, backwards or forwards. Nope, all we needed was a stuffed ghost that Joe made. It kind of looked like a combination of Casper the Friendly Ghost and a voodoo doll. Some fishing line, a tape recorder, and a well-timed piece of pyrotechnics, usually a Roman candle or a happiness fountain. And then the magic can happen. As darkness descended over the yards of 118th Street, Joe and me would ready this supernatural occurrence. We needed a victim, uh, I mean an audience, so we would call my sister Laura, who was probably eight years old at the time, and sit her in a chair, turn off the yard light, and as the mystical words were spoken, Ghost, ghost, come to us, ghost, open the secret portal from the great beyond. There would be a flash of sparks and a whoosh of smoke, and the ghost would appear, a floating apparition in the back of my yard. Slowly, it would float closer and closer. For what strange and evil reasons was this ghost conjured? Was this undead poltergeistical spirit dragged from the comforts of its haunted realm? Well, the usual conversation with this phantasmagorical specter went like this. Ghost, why did you come tonight? I want to see Laura. And what will you ask of her? Laura, the ghost would say. Get Mike and Joe some chocolate chip cookies and Pepsi. Yeah, this was not about channeling ancient wisdom or learning the secrets of our ancestors. It was more about the basics that a 9 or 11 year old would want. Free snacks. Yeah, I think a dash of the darkness and a peek into the macabre is a healthy outlet. It could spark the imagination. The kids who end up doing really terrible things like abusing animals or bullying kids I would guess are those who have had their imaginations suffocated. Those who were taught to see evil in the wonders of the universe. Folks who really believe there are satanic messages when you play Stairway to Heaven backwards. And if there were, I would bet the ranch, if I had a ranch, that it was just the guys of Led Zeppelin or the Beatles or whoever just having a bit of fun with us. The real evil ones, well, they, they rarely create anything worthwhile. The universe is filled with mystery and magic and some of it is joyfully scary. And we ate it up like candy corn, eight days a week and 365 days a year on those stoops of Atlantis. This has been The Stoops of Atlantis with Mikey D. Stay tuned for future episodes as we journey back to that ancient mythical land that actually existed, East Harlem. And please join the Stoops of Atlantis Facebook page, follow me on Twitter, and subscribe on YouTube or iTunes. See you next time. <laughs>